Okay, so today is Chaf Gimel Adar, Parak Laman Zion, part one. So basically we're in the middle right now in Tanya for the past few chapters, and this is the final chapter in this discussion where we're talking about the purpose of creation, why we're here at all, and essentially, in very simple terms, the purpose of creation is to reveal Hashem inside of darkness, to look at all the aspects of the world that don't look like God, and to say, here too is Hashem, here too is Hashem, here too is Hashem, here too is Hashem. And that, that experience, the whole, the whole thing of Tanya from the beginning, is that that experience is kikare velacha beficha uvavavcha lasaiseh, that that experience of actually feeling inside of my body that Hashem is actually here, it's not some, it's that, that concept of, of feeling Hashem here isn't something that like, can be experienced or should be experienced as like, oh yeah, I know it to be true, I see it to be true, I wonder it to be true. But the whole concept of Tanya is the altar by like ingraining it inside of us that within your actual physical experience of life, within your two souls, within your physical experience, within your emotional experience, within the person that you are in this world, that is where Hashem is asking you, please reveal me to be there. Please reveal that this too is part of the unity. This too is part of the oneness and that there is no, there is no detail that you know, misses that boat. It's not like, oh, Hashem is everywhere except for this part of me that, you know, it's like that in those exact places is the places where Hashem is saying, find Hashem there. So we've been, be, yesterday we talked about revealing Hashem. We, one of the main concepts that kind of have been like leading into this has been the, just the concept of literally the altar of talk. And the altar said, like, I'm not getting into it now. I'm going to tell you what you need to know for the sake of this conversation. If you want to know more, go to Shar Yechud Vemuna. But just the concept that like, what does it mean that Hashem is one? Like, what does the unity of God mean? Real unity is unity and ain, ain od melvade. Like, actually ain od melvade. And what that means, ain od melvade, is that even the things that look like they're not part of God, not part of God, look like that because they are part of God, and it is God saying, look like you're not part of me. So it's like all the layers that Hashem puts on himself, that, and the klipa, right? This layer, this layer, this layer, until eventually you're looking at a world and you're like, this doesn't look like it has anything to do with Hashem. Why doesn't it look like it has anything to do with Hashem? It's because Hashem is literally creating this inside of him, it's part of him, but Hashem is saying, look like you don't have anything to do with me. It's an aspect of Hashem where he's creating himself to look like it's not himself. And the whole point of, like, why do we use the term darkness to light? Because the whole concept of taking away darkness is that you don't need to change reality for it to be light. You just need to see what's already there. When you turn on light in a room, you don't change things. Nothing changes. What's here was here. That's right. What's here was here before. But you're now turning on the light and seeing what has always been here. And what we're going to talk about today is when we engage with the physical reality for Torah and for mitzvahs and what is essentially a mitzvah? A mitzvah is essentially you stepping into a moment and saying Hashem is here. When I'm doing a mitzvah, I'm literally saying this moment is not just devoid of the Creator. This mitzvah is one with, this moment is one with the Creator and so I'm going to reflect that through doing a mitzvah. And we're going to see what that actually, it doesn't only have an effect on my personhood, which is now I'm, I am now stepped into that 
experience of I am reflection of Hashem, I am a part of Hashem, but actually the physicality that I'm using also now becomes part of Hashem. And not part of Hashem to contrast before. Part of Hashem meaning reveal that always has been one with Hashem. The klipa goes away. The layers of this doesn't look like God, that's what goes away. And what's left is this has always been one with Hashem. Okay. So we'll read it inside because time. Um, so this ultimate purpose of all of the world, leading, of all of creation, leading up to Mashiach, and Tachias Mesim, so what we've been talking about before, Dr. just says it briefly now, because we just had this whole conversation about how Tachias Mesim is a foundational aspect of Yiddishkeit, right? Yigim Ikrim Amuna, believe in Tachias Mesim. Why? Just, what does it have to do with it? Why is it foundational to Jewish belief? And the answer is because foundational to Jewish belief, the whole, co- what, it, what are we doing in Judaism? What is Judaism? Revealing the fact that Hashem is actually present in reality. The whole concept of Judaism, the whole purpose of creation for a Jew is to be able to look at something that doesn't look like it has Hashem in it and say, Hashem is there. To see the nefesh in reality, to see the soul in reality. What is the thing that is the most extreme image of Hashem is not there? Death. You have this person and you look at a person and you're like, you can kind of see, okay, there's vitality. There's some higher power here. But when somebody dies, it's like there is nothing left, right? And that, that's, it's exactly there that Hashem is saying, is, that's why Tachiyah is so foundational to Jewish belief because it is the most extreme, almost, it's the most extreme um, like visualization, I guess you could say, of that experience of Hashem is actually in every aspect of reality, even a dead body, which is why I can come back to life, because why not? Why wouldn't it be able to? And so what we're saying is that, so this time that we're getting to, where we're not only going to like know, oh yeah, the purpose of my creation is to feel that Hashem is actually present in every single detail and every single moment of my life and every single aspect of who I am, which doesn't mean, by the way, only like, the hashkacha practice of I went here and I went there it's literally the internalness of my life like if it's if we're saying Hashem is everywhere Hashem is also in the stories I tell myself Hashem is also in the fears Hashem is also in the exact way my life is manifesting right now the exact story that I have right now that's what we're saying as a tachtonim Hashem is saying show me to be there reveal me to be there in the future we're getting to that point where we're actually the Mashiach is when we're going to experience that naturally I am here and I'm knowing that this me that I'm experiencing, the exact way that my life is manifesting, is completely divine. It's completely love and unity. Literally. Hashem's breath is, this experience is Hashem's breath. That's going to be a natural experience when Mashiach comes. What's leading to that experience? And so we know this literally from growing up as Hasidim. We literally know this, but now the author is explaining why this is what it is. What leads to that experience? Terah Mitzvahs. What leads to that experience of I am actually experiencing myself as this Kikar Belacha experience of I'm actually experiencing myself as part of the oneness of Hashem. What lead, literally the direct cause of that effect is Torah Mitzvahs. And we're going to see that it's not a reward. Mashiach, this experience of actually feeling this truth, isn't the reward for Mitzvahs in the sense of like, oh, you do a Mitzvah and Hashem will pay you back through Mashiach. It's literally the direct cause and effect. And why? And then we're going to read it all inside. But why? Because 
literally when you do a mitzvah, you're saying, you're, you're walking into a moment where you, the experience of that moment is that Hashem is here. So the direct cause of that is that Hashem is revealed to be there. <laughs> and now you can experience it. Okay, so, the whole perfection and the whole state of this, where we're coming to, of Mashiach and Mesim. What is this? Shehu giloi or insof barahu, which is the revelation of the insof light. Ba'ilam hazeh hagashmi. In this physical world of thisness, ilam hazeh, in this physical world where I'm experiencing myself to be, that's where Hashem's light will be shown. Talai b'ma'asenu va'avaydasenu kol zman meshachagalas is dependent on our actions and our service, our our beings are doing what we do in the time of galas, specifically our mitzvahs and our Torah. Because the mitzvah itself is what causes the reward. But again, it's not, it's not a reward like you get paid and then you can use the money to buy food. It's like you're planting and then you get the food. The, it's, it's the cause and the effect at the same time. In performing a mitzvah, when I do a mitzvah, I'm drawing down this revelation of insof flight from above to below. When I am doing a mitzvah, I'm literally taking that physical thing that before was looking like klipa. It was entrenched in klipa. This, it, it, what, what does it mean that this looks like klipa? I'm looking at this and I'm saying it's a water bottle. That's literally the definition of klipa snoga. I, I see no godly energy. I see nothing here except for a water bottle. I'm only seeing, what is this actually? It's literally divrei havaya creating this to be. This is Hashem's breath creating this water bottle right now. <laughs> I look at it and I say, it's a water bottle. What does that mean? I'm seeing the layers. It's like the king dressed in a lot of clothing so you don't even see the king anymore. I'm seeing the layers of Hashem's reality, of, of the reality, instead of the actual reality. When I now use this for a mitzvah, what I'm doing is I'm literally saying, I see beneath your surface. <laughs> I see that you're actually divrei havaya inside of this water bottle. This, and what that's doing is it's revealing the essence be, be beneath the klipa. It's literally taking the king out of his clothing. Kigayan, example, klafa tefillin, a mezuzah of a sefer Torah. Literally taking the cow and turning it into a holy object. But the sages have said that you can only do this with something that is already pure. Meaning, we, are, we know this, that like Hashem's world has boundaries in it. Not because there's separation, but because Hashem, part of Hashem's desire for creation is that this looks like this, this looks like that, and this looks like that. And within the unity, there's Shalosh Klipas Adimaeus, there's Klipas Noga, there's Kedusha, there's different realities. All part of the one God. Because it's all part of the one God, I'm able, literally, if Shalosh Klipas Adimaeus wasn't part of Hashem, there would, I wouldn't have anything to do with it. Because Shalash Klipsa Tameyas are also an expression of Hashem, that's why I have the, literally the achrayas, like I have the, I must look at it and say, what does Hashem want me to do with this? Because it is a part of Hashem. What does Hashem want me to do with this? And what does Hashem want me to do with something that's Shalash Klipsa Tameyas? Not use it for a mitzvah. <laughs> that's how I elevate it, through not doing it, with, for not, through not using it for mitzvah. So v'chein esreg she'enai arla, like an esrog that was not our love, umas hatzedaka she'ena gezel, and like giving tzedaka from stolen money, 
meaning there's no elevation happening there because you're doing the opposite of what Hashem is sending you to do. The whole point, the reason why a mitzvah elevates is because you're saying Hashem is here. If I'm doing an avera for the sake of a mitzvah, I'm saying Hashem is not here. So it's so any in that com- any mitzvah that comes from an avera can't be elevated because you're doing the it's it's counterintuitive. When I use an object to fulfill the will of Hashem, the energy that's inside of it literally elevates itself. What does it mean? Elevates itself. You can literally imagine it very physically. The, the layers are the klipa. It's obviously not physical, but the visualization of it. The energy within it comes to the outside. It's like you're taking the orange out of the peel. When you look at the orange, you're just like, oh, it's a bitter thing. Using an object for a mitzvah is revealing that it always has been an orange. You're not, you're not changing something. You're revealing what physicality has always been, which is... Divinity, <laughs> literally. Why does a mitzvah reveal that? Because a mitzvah, by definition, has no concealment of Hashem, which I'm not going to get into. We already talked about that a lot, but this more of today's Tanya. What else happens? That's about the physicality of the world. Not only is the physicality, the inside coming to the outside, but also me. When I do a mitzvah, my inside is coming to my outside. What is my outside? My animal soul. What does that mean? When I am looking in the mirror, what am I seeing? My eyes, my hair, my face, my body, my day, my worries, the with things I wish was different about how I look. You know what I mean? What am I seeing when I look in the mirror? I'm seeing the externality of who I am. Not a bad thing. That's how Hashem is making us. And on the contrary, it's actually not only not a bad thing, it's how we're supposed to be. We talked about in yesterday's Tanya that by Matan Torah, when they all died, when Hashem was revealed, that wasn't good. That wasn't what it was meant to be. We're meant to be inside of my body. What would it look like to look in the mirror by Mashiach? Not to look in the mirror and say, oh, I only see God. That's not Mashiach. That was Matan Torah that then had to be not happen again. We're not having Matan Torah again by Mashiach. By Mashiach, we're looking in the mirror and we're saying, I see a face and this face is a reflection of Hashem. I see my nose, I see my eyes, I see the story that I'm living right now, the, the people who are showing up for me, the people who are not showing up for me, the experience, exa- the exact details of my life. I'm, I'm seeing everything. And I see the re'ia chushis, like literally with my physical eyes, the basar, like that basak of like my flesh will see God. I literally see that the exact thing that I'm seeing is one with the unity of Hashem, is a reflection of Hashem's love and breath and light. Literally. That's what, that's what Mashiach is. So when I do a mitzvah, my physical experience is now one with, with Hashem. The physical experience of my body, which is filled with my animal soul, literally becomes one with the energy of the mitzvah that I'm doing. And it comes out from the klipa. And it literally becomes absorbed in the energy sphere of the holiness, of the, of the unity of, of Hashem. So that's when I do a physical mitzvah. What about more like esoteric mitzvahs, like Torah and davening and stuff like that? 
Begam mitzvahs, and this is so interesting to me, like literally, I see this again and again in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe, talking about mind-body-soul connection. We're not fragmented pieces of consciousness floating through the earth. My mind, my body, my soul, my exact experience, it's one unified thing. And one of the goals of Torah is to unify myself to be in unity with God. So how, when I'm doing a mitzvah, when I'm practically doing a mitzvah, my body, mind, soul is engaged in the mitzvah. I'm saying a bracha out loud. I'm, I'm walking to go do something. The physical experience is, what about when I'm just thinking Torah? So the author says that in this case, actually when you think Torah and when, you, when you're learning Torah, when you're davening, you're actually meant to use your physical body. Why? Because it's that, it's that same experience. It's the holisticness of my entire self is coming into the holisticness of God's entire self. It's, there's no part of me left behind, basically. They don't involve actual physical action, which would be klipas nega. So using your physical lips is considered the mitzvah, meaning you're meant to use your physical self while you're in those states of, da- of davening and learning. Because my divine soul can't express itself through my physical lips, my mouth, my tongue. Except for through the animal soul, which is enclosed in the, my actual limb, in my body. The more that I really use my body in those moments, the more my divine soul is coming through. It's, it's like a... It's like we know already from talking before that my divine soul is in my animal soul. My animal soul is responsible for literally... My, my, my animal soul is almost like my nervous system. That's kind of what it is. It's like the way that my body is actually working. It's the lubeshes bedam, my life. My, exactly. When my divine soul uses the power of my animal soul, the more engaged my divine soul is, the more engaged my animal soul is by nature. It's like this. Like, this is animal soul, this is godly soul. My divine soul is like this, my animal soul is like this. But then it, everything expands. Everything becomes part of the unity. And that's the purpose of creation, to my fullness of self be part of the unity. So, and then the author says, the Pasuk, All of my bones are speaking to you. Meaning, and, and it's funny, because really, that should be the state of davening. We should be dancing while we're davening, technically. You know what I mean? We should be engaged with our fullness of self. And even if that means standing and engaging my core and I said this in, ta- in Tanya a few days ago but literally ta- davening actually sets us up for this in the sense of like you walk three steps backwards you walk three steps forwards you're standing you're, mo- you're meant to stand like you're standing before a king you're literally your core engaged you know saying the words bowing like these like Yiddishkeit's literally setting us up for a life where we're able to do our purpose through a practical mitzvah and what is our purpose? my fullness of self engaged with the fullness of Hashem this is the last part, which I love very much. This is why our sages have said, If you engage with your fullness of your 248 limbs, it will last. And it explains it will last in your memory. It'll, be, it'll have a lasting effect. But if not, it won't. And if you notice, what is memory? When do we remember things? 
We remember things when we're present. What we remember is what we were presently experiencing. If I was half-assedly experiencing something, I'm not remembering it. I'm there and then I'm gone and I'm there and then I'm gone. I'm, I, there's no memory of it, right? And the flip side of that, trauma, why do people oftentimes not experience their trauma? Because in a moment of trauma, you're dissociated. You literally, your body says, please, I don't want to stay here. So it literally leaves and goes, your experience yourself goes somewhere else. And then later, you're, you haven't remembered the trauma you experienced because you weren't present there, right? And what the author was saying is that literally to be to have the experience of lastingness of this experience of the experience of i'm present with hashem which is the moment of the mitzvah how do i do that through being present inside of that experience with as many limbs as i can conjecture in that moment with as many parts of me as i can bring forward in that moment that's how present i'll be and that's how much of a lasting effect it'll have Forgetfulness comes from the klipa of the guf, from the externality of my sense of self. The animal soul, which is always the, the shell. Forgetfulness is the direct result of externality, of not fully here with my fullness of self. This is the klipas noga, which could be elevated to kedusha. How? How do I kind of transcend that state of experiencing something that will end up leading to forgetfulness because I'm not fully present. How do I do that? Through being fully present. That's literally the antidote to forgetfulness, to the antidote to not having a lasting experience of this experience of unity. When I weaken their power, when I say, I am not only my layer. No, no, no. I am not only the shell of who I am. I'm not only the experience that I see first when I look in the mirror. What am I actually? I am, I have divine soul surging inside of me. And I, I can use the power that I, that this power is um, to put it into Tyrant Tefillah with the fullness of who I am. So if you want to feel Hashem present in your life, be present in your life, essentially. <laughs> especially in moments of a mitzvah, the more present that we can be open-heartedly, literally open-hearted presence to be able to like be inside of my life as it's experience, as I'm experiencing it right now and be like, I, I want to see the fullness of this and I want to utilize the fullness of this. Um, and especially in, in a mitzvah, that's how that reality ends up being, coming back into our reality in a, con- in a lasting way. Is way faster than it should have been this time. It was like this was like an hour and a half worth of Tanya, but for Hashem.